about to listen to the words and teachings of Pastor Shola Oshimakide of the household of David. Be blessed. Are you excited to be in church this morning? God bless you. Thank you, choir. Have your seat. Jesus is Lord. Amen. <laughs> what a beautiful morning. Hallelujah. You know, it's such a wonderful time to be in God's presence. And uh, I'm so surprised to see my mom this morning. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's appreciate her, please. <laughs> Hallelujah. You're welcome, man. Amen. <laughs> Actually, she's been staying with my brother, and my brother is a pastor, so I thought she would be in my brother's church. And you're welcome, man. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. All right. So, as we said this morning, let's read Ephesians chapter 4. And then, second service, I was told that the children have some presentations. It's going to be awesome. So, they are actually handling second service. I think I'm only taking the message. I don't know why they didn't ask one of them to preach. <laughs> Hallelujah. So second service is going to be awesome. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Okay. So we started looking at something on Wednesday, right? If you were not around on Wednesday, I just want to make a bit of, I just want to make a little uh, reference to what we said on Wednesday. So it will be good for you to get the message. Then we can move to something else. And then we go on second service. Alright? Praise the Lord. So we read something. Ephesians chapter 4. I want to read verse 14 again. We started from here. The Bible says that, that henceforth will be no more children. Tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. By the slight of men and corny craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the end, even Christ. So, just this one from Wednesday and uh, Galatians chapter 4, the Bible says, and this is very profound, Galatians 4, 1, and we come back to Ephesians in a while, because we, we started talking about growing up spiritually, and uh, the dangers, that I need, if you don't grow up spiritually, how you will not be able to enter into your inheritance, even though everything belongs to you. So we said that on Wednesday. Now the Bible says, now I say that the ear, that is a child, ear apparent to the truth, whatever, here, as long as it is a child, differed not from a servant, though he be the Lord of all. This scripture alone should want any, should make anybody to desire spiritual growth. The Bible says, they hear, that's a child. As long as it's a child, as long as a child, it is not different from a servant. Even though everything belongs to him. And we looked at that on Wednesday. When I was growing up, we had housemaids, and the housemaid could beat us, could tell us to do things. And we respected and feared and honored her because we were small. And I gave the second illustration that if you buy a little cat, until that cat grows to a certain level, the cat will be chanced by some rats. Especially the rats cast among the rats. Have you noticed that? It's not automatic that a, a cat will pick on the rat. I've seen one before running away from rats. When they are small, 
Because the Bible says, a child, as long as it's a child, it is not different from a servant, even though. So if you have one child as a parent, everything you have, you might have written the will in the name of the boy. But if he's seven years old, you cannot allow him to drive your car, otherwise you are playing a dangerous game. Now, the car automatically belongs to him. The house belongs to him, but he cannot handle certain things. So, all he needs to do to begin to handle those things is to grow. Is that right? Praise the Lord. So, the Bible is saying that spiritually, it's like that most of the things that people are praying about, there is a level of growth where you have audacity to command demons. Even though it's already given to every Christian, but if you're a child, you might not walk in the spiritual authority that belongs to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So that made Paul to say where we read earlier that we henceforth be no more children. It is God's desire that we don't, that it's a children, they are tossed to and fro. Everything bends them and everything controls them. If that is the case, then the next question the Christian should ask, which we started from a way, is the father. Then how do I grow spiritually? Now, spiritual growth has nothing to do with how many years you've been in church for. So, and activities in the church, they don't grow you spiritually. They can provide an opportunity for growth, but they don't grow by themselves. Are you following me? So, I'm an usher, so I'm ushering people in. That does nothing to your spirit man. It brings you in contact with the activities of the church, and it gives you an opportunity to hear the word, but ushering people in and out of a church does not grow you spiritually. Even though a spiritual person is expected to serve in the house of God, but that service does not grow you. Is somebody hearing me? So, it is good to arrange yes. Before service, it's commendable. It's appreciated by God. But arranging chairs does not grow your spirit, man. Because in <laughs> there have been many Christians. What they think spiritual growth is, is that they are more active in the house of God. No! Are you with me? Is somebody with me? <laughs> Amen. So, how do you grow? Ephesians 4. The Bible is always giving us what to do and how to do it. So in that same Ephesians, you're going to see the answer there in verse 15. The Bible says, but, verse 15, Ephesians 4, 15, the next verse, please. Ephesians 4, 15. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay. I hope you slept well, the man... <laughs> oh, he said this liberty that is still lost. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. So, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's look at the word of God this morning. <laughs> because he's painting some people. <laughs> yeah, Nigeria is going to work on. You better get a player that can do what is called dirty job. Some strikers, they need to be taken care of. That's part of football. It's not every time you defend. You remove some people. <laughs> Hallelujah. The Bible says, But speaking the truth in love. What is the next thing? Let's read it together. May grow up in all things, which is the end. The Bible says, Speaking the truth in love will grow. 
So if somebody asks, how do we grow spiritually? We speak the truth. <laughs> and then, the next question will be, so what is the truth? Those who are around the it. so we stop there. And I will list the five things I said on ways, and that's where I want to start this morning. So, we have seen that, how to grow spiritually. The Bible says, speaking the truth in love, we grow into all things. Which, like Christ, we grow into Christ as we speak the truth in love. Then the next question is, so what is the truth? John 17, 17 gives the answer. The Bible says, sanctify them through thy word. Thy word is... So, what the Bible is saying? Sanctify them through thy word. Thy word is truth. So, speaking the truth, Lord, does not mean you are coming from this angle. Where are you coming from? I come from that angle. It is the facts. And it is right to give the right information. It is part of our Christianity not to, twa- not to uh, twist information. But that's not what the Bible is talking about. Truth is a person. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So the Bible said the word of God is true. So what the Bible is saying there is that you grow spiritually by speaking the word of God. Amen. Is somebody with me? Yes, Are you with me? Yes, there cannot be true spiritual growth without the knowledge of the word. And I would not go fully into this, but sincerely speaking, your spiritual man, you can know the spiritual level of a Christian by listening to their conversations. That was why Apostle Paul said that we speak wisdom among them that are mature. First Corinthians chapter 2, he said, verse 4, from 4 and 5, he said, We speak wisdom. We speak wisdom. Your spiritual depth is shown in the kind of language that you use. When you see a situation and what is coming out of you is the word of God, it means that your spirit man is rooted in the word and it has grown. Are you, are you with me? Yes, Praise the Lord. There is a way spiritual people speak. And the more they grow. So, okay, lastly, let me just read James 3. And the five things I mentioned, we go to them again. And then we look at one of them in particular this morning session and we are through. James chapter, you know, James chapter 3. Let's read verse 3, from verse 2. Let's start from 2. James 3 from verse 2. Hallelujah. For in many things we offend. If any man offend not in what? The same is what? So, how do you recognize a perfect man? The Bible says it does not offend in what? What is the meaning of that? No matter what. Isaiah 8, I think verse 18, let's read. Has been fulfilled in him. Let's read Isaiah 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 18. Hallelujah. No, it's 16. If they speak not according to his word. What verse is that? 20, as I eight twenty, verse 20, sorry, verse 20. Go to verse 20, thank you. To the law and to the testimony. If they speak not according to this word, it is because what? You can measure the amount of light that is inside a Christian by the conformity of his word to the law and to the testimony. And that is the word of God. So, if there is light in you, what will come out of your mouth? You know, many times, we try to fake faith. We try to do positive confession. But the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart. So, the first target is that the Word of God should dominate us inside. So, on, on, on ways there are listed five things. 
that will cause spiritual growth in a Christian. Number one, the knowledge of the Word of God. I said all that words. Number two, meditating on the Word of God. Number three, praying regularly and deeply in tongues. Number four, hallelujah, speaking the Word. And number five, I will talk about number five second side, which is creating picture from the Word of God. And that's what I want to talk about, David and Goliath. But listen to me very well for now. The knowledge of the Word of God is a starting point. The Bible said the entrance of His Word give you light. What I want to do this morning is to give you a call about the fact that it is important that the Word of God abide in you. Those words must abide in you. Hallelujah. Quality time with the Bible causes something to happen to your spirit man. And remember, faith comes by hearing. And hearing, that's why hearing is repeated two times. It's not hearing with your pinna. <laughs> or outer here. There are two types of here. You have your outer here, you have spiritual here. Faith comes when the word of God enters your spirit man. And the more of that word you have inside you, the more faith, the more faith, the more faith that you have in you. At a point, when we're trusting God for the fruit of the womb, and then when she had an operation from all indications, you've heard me say that many times, it looked impossible. I mean, she went through some of the best doctors in town, and then, so I remember, when I decided to spend quality time with what the Bible says about fruitfulness, when the world took root in me, about three weeks after he had, she had an operation, a friend just called and said, so, it comes from a far place. We had not spoken for years or so. He said, so is your wife pregnant now? And I didn't know how yes came out of my mouth. And that was the much girl pregnant. Out of the abundance of the heart. Faith is not what we try to fake. It is what lives out of us when the word of God is fully set to the side. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That labor, every Christian must go through it. Listen. When God created heaven and earth, and I'm beginning to round up now, so you, you understand what I'm saying. At times I don't want to say too many things, so that the one I, I, whatever I say, you can spend time to think about it and understand where I'm coming from. Are, are, you, are you with me? In Genesis chapter 1, the Bible said that in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. That's verse 1. And the Bible said that the earth was void and without shape, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was over the face of the earth, and God said, let there be light. What kind of light did God create? Remember, it was later He created the sun and the moon. So when God said, let there be light, the light that came was not the sun. Are you following me? He created the sun later. He created the moon later. But before God did anything, the first thing He said, he said let there be light. No matter what, where there is a situation, he is still saying the same thing. The first thing you need in any situation is light. And the entrance of his word gives light. You want God to bless you financially? Have you read? Jesus asked them when they asked him about marriage. They said, is it right for a man to divorce his wife? He said, have you not read? Have you too read? Have you read anything that the Bible has to say about prosperity? There's no light. 
What about health? The starting point. That's why I know I love that song. It's so sweet to trust in Jesus. Just to take him at his word. Just to rest upon his promise. Look at the last one. Just to know, does hear the Lord. It's important. Sometimes, the anointing of the Spirit of God is rising around you, but it's asking you a question first of all. What readest thou? What do you know that the Word of God says about what you're asking for? How can a person desire a good marriage and does not know what the Bible says about marriage? So where is light? Before creation, light must come first. So before you begin to create that wonderful marriage, that wonderful home, that wonderful joy, uh, job, before you begin to create your, your, your finances, create your family, first of all, it must be created on the foundation of light. Light. What is the word of God saying about this matter? This is why every Christian should ever have a concordance. Bible study is very weak in the lives of many Christians. And that is why their faith also is very weak. It does not come by prayer. Prayer has its own place. But faith comes by the word of God. Period. By the word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is somebody with me? This is very important. Let me... <laughs> are, you, are you with me? So the first thing is the knowledge of the word of God. Lights. When you start talking about spiritual growth, when you start talking about growing up spiritually, the word, how to speak the word, how to meditate on the word, I said something to them on Wednesday. The Bible says in John chapter 1, not first John, John itself, John 1, that in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. You know, I will say certain things, and the Spirit of God will remind me that you have to say them again. What I said on Wednesday, I have to repeat this one again. I hope those of them were around, you still remember. The same was with God. The Bible says all things were made by Him. And without him was nothing made that was made. Without him was nothing made that was made. Mm. And I told you what God said to me one time. The Bible says, let's read Second Corinthians chapter 4, that verse 18. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Second Corinthians 4, 18. The Bible says, why we look not at the things which are seen? Lord. <laughs> but at the things which are not seen. Everybody say two things. For the things which are seen are what? But the things which are not seen are what? So there are two things here. Things that are seen. And things that are not seen. Things that are seen, and things are not, and they are in opposite direction. So you see your account, and your account says twenty k or two k. <laughs> Hallelujah! But what you desire is to rent an apartment, and they say the apartment is six fifty. What you see is that no vacancy, no job for you. But what you desire is to have a job. Hallelujah. 
What somebody says, says cancer. And what the person, desire, what the person wants is healing. Now, the Bible says that you are in between these two things. There are things you see on one side. There are things you don't see on the other side. One time the Lord said to me, and this is where I said that the communication of a Christian is very important. Because there was nothing made that was made without it. Without it was nothing made that was made. What is that it there? The Word of God. Because that passage starts with John 1. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Bible said that there was nothing, without it was nothing made. That means without the Word, everything is empty. The Lord showed me how to cause. There are things that are seen. Anything that is seen, any challenge, any problem that is seen, the power to keep them alive is in you talking about them. Are you with me? Yes, sir. If you see a financial challenge and you start talking about it, it remains. You are giving life to it by the word that you are speaking. Now, listen to me very carefully. Even if it is the pastor you are talking to, that's why you can talk to a pastor or anybody just once. Don't repeat it again. If your conversation is around we are trusting. You can use any language of faith to make it look spiritual. We are trusting God that will bless us. We know there's no school fees. You are trusting God. That word trusting God is not even correct. You, that, you, you, you have trusted Him. I trust God. That's all. Not trusting. It's not a present. Are, are, are you with me? Is somebody with me? Yes, sir. Are you following me? Yes, sir. This thing I'm saying now will help you. You keep that situation there by talking about it. Because life is in your mouth. So the Bible says, why we look not at the things that are seen? How not to look at it is never to talk about it and take your eyes off it. I told you, this was a principle that God adopted when serpents were biting them. He told them one thing. Anybody beaten by the serpent, look at the coupon. That is illogical, Right? When you are walking and something bites you, most likely you will look at the place. Even if something hits your leg, you are likely to do like this. Yeah. But the Bible says, if you are beaten, don't look at the spot, look at the cross. When you look at the spot, the wound gets deeper. When you look at the cross, what will happen, this thing that the Bible says that, for the things which are seen are temporal. Once you see it, and you take your eyes off it, it becomes temporary, it will disappear. This is how to shorten the lifespan of a problem. Can somebody say amen? amen? Every issue facing a man, the lifespan of that problem can be prolonged or can be shortened. Once you take your eyes off it, and your mouth is saying nothing about it, the power to keep it alive is withdrawn from it. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? This is a very deep spiritual truth. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Once your conversation is removed from it, this is why when a person sees lack, he should shout prosperity. <laughs> the other side of it is what I want to establish, which is creating the right picture. But first of all, you must understand how to turn away. 
actually has to turn away is actually to give attention to the right. But I have to start one after. So we'll go to that second one. But understand that the life of that situation is there because of the attention that you give to it. Are you with me? Once you don't look at those things that are seen, they become a temporal stuff, temporal, and then they leave. They die off. That's what the Bible says. And this is where the training of saints is really needed. Hallelujah. The time has come for us to start reducing and reducing the lifespan of anything standing before us until they disappear. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Is somebody clear on this? Praise the Lord. This is why, so the call this morning is the fact that you need the knowledge of the word like never before. And then you need to spend time meditating on the word. So awareness of the word is the first step. But the awareness of the word does not give the answer. Meditating. So we read something in 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 15. Let's read it again. The Bible says meditate on this. Thing. Give yourself wholly unto them that thy profiting may appear to all. If you are the type that meditates, 1 Timothy 4.15, if you are the type that meditates, the Bible says meditate upon these things. Give yourself wholly to them that thy profiting may appear to all. Mm. If you spend time meditating, what will come into your life? Everybody will see it. You are meditating secretly, but the pro, the, our product will become will be something that is noticeable by everyone. What is meditation? It's just <laughs> part of it is to reflect and ponder upon the word of God. But the major part of it is to speak the word of God. Because the first time this scripture was established is in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. And this is the last place I want to read tonight, uh, this morning. Let's read Joshua 1 8. Is someone blessed this morning? Yes, Are you with me? Yes, Praise the Lord. Yes, Day and night. I told them where is the practice speaking session until that session dominates everything you do. You can first of all start with five minutes of speaking the word of God. I am the light of the word. You are alone in your room. This is more powerful than prayers that many people pray. Because this is a spiritual prayer. I am the light of the world. Master Billy led us into one this morning. Greater is it that is in me. You are looking at the Bible saying that greater is it that is in me. First John 4, than the one that is in the world. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. I am born of God. So, whatever I see today, I overcome. You are alone in your room saying that to yourself. Your spirit man is charging. Can I hear amen? Hallelujah. Are you with me? God is able to make all grace abound towards me. So I have sufficiency in all things. I have abundance for every good work. You are walking up and down your room. You are not thinking about the rent to be paid, but you are telling yourself that I have abundance in all things. The word of God tells me that I have an abundance. In Jesus' name, I have abundance in everything. And you keep saying that over and over again. This is how... Practice this session every day. You are a woman. I am fruitful. I won't labor to give birth to a child. I won't look for it. It will happen. Because I'm of the Hebrew woman. You are saying it repeatedly. The Bible says that none shall be barren in our midst. And those words are coming to you. 
that I'm productive. I'm productive. I'm just productive. Every part of me is productive. In the name of Jesus Christ, I am fruitful. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Are, are you with me? Yes, sir. At a point when you are speaking like this, you will sense the anointing even right where you are. Because angels are there. And angels respond to the voice of his word. One of them rushes back to the throne and he comes back and he gives you the answer. Because this is where the answer is. The word. Amen. Amen. He said to Joshua, This book of the Lord shall not depart out of what? But thou shalt meditate on it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and thou shalt have... So when they ask a Christian, how, how can I be successful? This is the answer. Answers are always in the Bible. And they are plain. The Bible says, if the book of the Lord does not depart from your mouth, you will make your way prosperous. Wow. You know what this tells you? Your success does not depend on anybody again. It does not depend on the nation. Anybody who practices what God says you should practice, God will have to fail for the person to fail. Some think that when it is very terrible with the nation, it will affect everybody. Only those who don't have covenants with God. I, the one that says, oh, 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 you pastors, you are not realistic. If the nation goes, everybody goes down. And I say, are you saying that a nation can fall to the point that God himself will fall with the nation? So, imagine the Almighty God saying that, you see, if it's our days, even we. That's the Almighty God talking, you know. That you see, I, I wanted to prosper my people. But the way your government runs the nation, even me, we are helpless. Even all the angels are come back to heaven. They are tired. I said, don't, don't, I, so I, I said, do you think God talks like that? Then for the first time he says, came back. That no. I said, so you are saying. I said, because you are angry with a lot of pastors who preach. They don't understand what is going on. Let, let's be realistic. I said, so you are saying that there can be a situation in the country where the Almighty God will say that, ah, oh, I swear me, God. <laughs> that even me, that my kid just came back now and said that, <laughs> that son, even in heaven, there is recession. I'm not going to manage you by this. <laughs> Imagine the Almighty God saying that. Now, even in heaven, we, we too we are just managing here, you know. <laughs> if the Almighty God cannot say that, you know the meaning of the Almighty. He would rather have heaven and earth to pass away than for his word to fail. If the word of God will fail tomorrow, heaven and earth will finish today. Because God's word cannot fail. Are you with me? So this tells me that it has nothing to do with your parents, whether they left the inheritance for you or not. The Bible said, Thou shalt make your way. It's amazing that God is putting in your hand what it takes to make your God is not even saying that I will make you prosperous. He said, Thou, thou. He puts responsibility back on you. Isn't that wonderful? Hallelujah. So you set the way you want to go in life. And the Bible says that there is something I have given you. That when you practice it, you will make your way prosperous. We will never talk defeat again. We will never talk poverty again. We will never talk sickness again. You will be tried, but you will take your stand. Hallelujah. Day and night, you will keep saying, I am, I am blessed. I am Abraham's seed. Day and night, you will keep saying that by his stripes, 
I am healed. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This end time is ordained for our shining. Praise the Lord. So the book of God shall not depart of thy mouth. Mouth. The meditation that they taught in the early church was that you see that you are thinking upon the word of God. They are correct halfway. But the Bible is always clear as to what he's saying. If that was correct, God would have said that the book of God shall not depart from what? Your hearts. That would have been the correct rendering. But the Bible is saying that your mouth, meaning that God is saying that proper meditation has something to do with your mouth. So you start by thinking, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. But that is half of the equation. Then you have to get up and say with your mouth, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Then you move it to the next level, you start saying it repeatedly, then you start shouting it. That is meditation. It's from the word Agar. And I want to read something. Help me, my Bible. I'm saving myself from going up again. My, I want to read something from... Now, I use um, one of the... One of the very... Thank you. One of the very powerful study Bible. Now, you see the way it is. This is my, this is my Bible. This is what I read most times. Every sentence there is underlined for Hebrew, Greek, whatever. But many times, I don't like bothering your head with Greek and Hebrew. You know, we are still learning English. And <laughs> there was a guy, time some guys love to chance people on Facebook with Hebrew Greek. And most of the things they were not correct anyway. They just put it, knowing that, you know, people that, a lot of Christians don't read. So they come up and then they start saying things. That's, that's why the one that is making empty noise on radio station, telling people not to go to church, not to give that, not to do that, is chanting a Because people don't, they don't know the Bible. And many times you blame preachers also because they just ask people to do something without showing them from the Bible what the Bible says about those things. Hallelujah. Someone said, show me where Jesus spoke about. And we just told the pastor, but Jesus said that you Pharisees give the tithes of this and this. He said, this you ought to do, not leaving the other undone. So he said, you ought to do it. And the person was checking the Bible, so he's there. He never knew. He has argued with everybody and nobody could convince him, so he felt like a winner. This is why the knowledge of the word I understand truly. There are many illiterates in the body of Christ that the Bible is concerned. Truly. I don't mean an insulting. Illiterate just someone that's not educated. People are not educated in the scriptures. People know the doctrine of their church. Oh, we use oil. We use the board. They don't know the Bible. And it's bad. Many people can repeat everything about their church, but they don't know what the Bible says. And it's a warning for the body of Christ to begin to de-emphasize church doctrine and start word doctrine. Can I hear amen? amen? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, I want to read something from you from that Joshua. Joshua 1, 8. So, it says, The book of the Lord shall not depart from your mouth, but thou shalt meditate. I'm using my marginal to show the way. This is meditate. And it says, Aga, that's the Greek word for meditation. Number one, Aga means to mourn, to grow, alter, Muse, mutter, meditate, devise, plot, speak, to roar, to groan, to utter, to meditate. Can you see what it's saying? It said to think, to reflect, to mutter, to roar. That's the last stage. Now, the reason is that English is very poor compared to Greek. What we see in English, for instance, now English uses the word love for any kind of love. 
In Hebrew Greek, you have philio. You have agape. You have uh, helios. About four types or more about love. So if a Greek man or wants to say, I love you, he will use the word philio at times. He will use the word agape at times. But an Englishman will just put love. So most of the philosophers, Aristotle, Socrates, they were all of Greek origin. These people are the best in oratory power and in words. So English is actually very weak compared to Greek. So if an Englishman says, if a Greek man wants to read Joshua 1, 8 now, what he, would have, what he would have read there would be, the book of law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Thou shalt mutter, you should also uh, reflect over it, you should also say repeatedly, you should also write it. It will say those seven. But whereas Englishman will only say one, meditate. Are you with me? So that is why at times it's necessary to know the original meaning of a word. Otherwise, we will treat it at surface level. So people have been meditating in the church, just thinking about the church, not saying it. But saying is the most important part. So Jesus said, Whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed, and because I shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that whatsoever he says shall come, shall receive whatsoever. Can I think he said, Jesus told him that part that, if you said that scripture, saying is repeated about three or four times, why thinking is just one? Shall not doubt in his heart, just one. As is mentioned once, but saying is mentioned about it. If someone shall say one to this mountain, be thou removed, because I shall not doubt in his heart, in his heart, but shall believe that whatsoever he says shall come to pass, saying number two, he shall have whatsoever he says, saying number three. He mentioned saying three times, he mentioned thinking one time. So whatever you reflect upon, you must see at least three times. Is someone clear? Is someone blessed this morning? Let's rise. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. You know the prophetic word of this church? As the host of heaven cannot be numbered, every member should know. Those were the words God gave us. Where is the scripture? Jeremiah what? I want us to read together this morning. I wish we could play that song. I'm no longer a slave to sin. I am a child of God. Do we have it there? The full song? Eh? Okay. So give me the scripture first. Um, Jeremiah 33, 22. Jeremiah 33, 22. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 33. Not 3. 33. <laughs> I think this guy really lost the match yesterday. He said, <laughs> Hallelujah. That one is here. Return back like that. <laughs> this is what the Lord said to us. As the host of heaven cannot be numbered, neither the sound of a sea measured, so will I multiply the seed of David my servant and the Levite that stand before me. This is God's word to us. Then the second one is in Isaiah 39. Let's read Isaiah 39. Sorry, Jeremiah 39. The same thing. Jeremiah 39, I want to read something there. The Bible says, that's why we praise God a lot here. Out of them shall proceed thanksgiving and the voice of them that make merry. And we multiply them, they shall not be few. And we glorify them and they shall not be small. Next verse. The children shall be as for time and their congregation shall be established before me. And we punish all them that oppress them. Verse 21. So don't oppress us. <laughs> Their nobles shall be of themselves, and their governor shall proceed from the midst of them. 
Do you see why I see great men here? This is not the church that we ask great men to join us. This is the church where ordinary people will become great men. Hallelujah. And you are the people. I see top CEOs. I see top government people. I see top educationists. I see top people all over. Because the word of God cannot fail. He said, out of them shall proceed their governors. Hallelujah. He said, they are nobles. That means every member of the church will be a noble person. In the community, you have influence. In the business world, in the economy, wherever you find yourself, you have influence. Hallelujah. Put this word in your mouth. Don't go out of your house without speaking. Speak to the day. Take the word of God and talk to the day. Then angels will advance ahead of you. I told people before that the Yoruba native doctors, at least I know those are watching from uh, uh, Thanks to African Magic. You know, they are so smart. When they wake up in the morning, they first start by talking. Have you noticed that? A Christian wakes up and he's just going out. But there is eternal word with us. Hallelujah. Send the word of God ahead of your day. On my part, there is life, there is no death. <laughs> Hallelujah. Words like that. Greater is it that is in me. Everything bows today. I walk in light. The path of the joys and light that shines brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. Today is better than yesterday for me. Wake up in the morning with those words. Especially when you just finish worshipping Him. At a pleasure in worshipping. Combination of worship and speaking. They are powerful. Those are the two activities in heaven. Two W's in heaven. Worship and word. They are constantly worshipping God in heaven. And the throne of God is not quiet. Neither should your life be quiet also. See, if they ask you, just want to go and buy something across the street. As you are walking, don't let your mind be wandering around. That's what the Bible says. Guide your heart with all diligence. Refuse to let your heart be wandering. Playing itself. If you leave your heart, it will grow weed. Because the only thing that grows by itself is weed. Leave your ground empty. Weed will grow. You don't want weed, plant something there. Never allow your mind to be wandering around. That is how fear and defeat they come in. In fact, that is how loss comes in also. Don't allow your mind to be wandering around. Give your mind an assignment. As you are crossing the road, be thinking about something that occupies your mind. That's why your car, play messages, play worship songs. Make sure this mind is not allowed to be moving around. Because the Bible says, out of it comes the issues of your life. And I'm not going to let the wrong issue come in. You know the song? Don't disappoint me. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the teaching of Pastor Shola Oshumakinde. We believe you have been blessed. Worship with us at David's Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Towing Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m. While our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go and do great things. God bless you.